When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Thank you for tuning into my weekly wrap-up video slash podcast where I gather a handful of topics that I find to be interesting and important and talk about them. That's kind of what I do on this channel is I talk a lot. So thank you for tuning in. Today, you know, the bulk of this conversation is going to revolve around the Federal Reserve, the economy, and obviously precious metals because they have had a crazy few weeks, especially Gold, and I'll talk about why I'll be focusing on gold in particular, and it's not because I'm not a fan of silver right now. I'll get to that here in a second. Before I get started, quick reminder to those of you that may not have seen it, I did put out a giveaway video earlier this week. Right now, a card should be popping up in the right-hand corner of this video. Otherwise, there's a link below in the description to it. Uh, A big part of that is really me saying that I'd really appreciate your support with a new endeavor, a new YouTube channel of mine. What is that YouTube channel? Well, check it out in that video um, and, and learn all the rules on how to enter that giveaway itself. But getting into this topic, this video today, precious metals. Wow. Why am I going to be talking about gold more than silver in this video? Well, real briefly, I've talked about this in the past, but uh, that gold to silver ratio right now, just shy of 90 to 1. Gold has been outperforming silver. And that is going to change. That gold to silver ratio is abnormally high. And and that's not surprising considering the stock market's abnormally high, interest rates are abnormally low, uh, precious metals in general are abnormally low. I mean, that abnormal markets, uh, why would the gold to silver ratio be an exception, right? But, you know, I'm a big believer that once this move up gets started for both precious metals, once we see gold break through its key resistance level 1350, then 1400, and it's kind of off to the races, we're going to see that ratio shrink significantly. So that's why I'm focusing on gold, but that doesn't mean I'm not a fan of silver. If anything, I'm for me personally, it's a huge value right now relative to gold. And, and I'm sorry if you disagree, but you're probably not going to change my mind on that. Uh, now, gold has had a very interesting few weeks. If you asked me a few weeks ago where silver and gold were heading, my answer would have been sideways to down. Heading into the summer season, heading into uh, a period of time where, where we're seeing a potential euro-dollar squeeze, a likely euro-dollar squeeze situation, uh, there's there was the bull case, right? And maybe I was making it to some extent, but I wasn't really enthusiastic about it, right? Uh, sideways to down, it was... Right, more of the same, especially after the first couple months that looked encouraging earlier this year, and then a big smash down in both silver and gold. Well, suddenly things are changing, turning around. I mean, gold once again is at that key resistance level, just shy of 1350 as we speak. In fact, they close a week just above 1340. Key resistance level being around 1350 to 1360, that it has been denied, I think it's five times in the past few years, most recently a few months ago. But once again, it's in that range, and, and I think it's far too early to say that it has been denied that yet, even though it's crept up twice now, only to move down by you know a few dollars here and there. Now, that's really key level from a technical perspective. 
And really, I think, you know, the best way to understand it, what what I'm hearing and what I see, uh, what I anticipate a lot of traders and, and, and potential owners are, are looking at in terms of gold right now is I think there's a lot of sell orders around that number, 1347, 1350. If it hits that level, because over the last few years, that's been strong resistance, there's a good chance it's going to bounce off that move to the downside. And that's kind of the time to sell. With that being said, I think that there's also a lot of buy orders just north of that as well, that if it breaks that resistance, I think a lot of people are going to see it as a very strong buy signal. Right. In fact, some you know very similar-minded people. Right. You, you might have a gold bug out there that's saying, "I want gold to go to a thousand dollars because I know it's going to take off eventually. I just want a lower entry point." With that being said, if it tops thirteen fifty, thirteen sixty, and it's closing on fourteen hundred, I'm buying. That's a buy signal because I don't want to miss out. Right. And I think that's certainly going to come into play here if gold can break through that level. Is this the time that it does? I'm not convinced yet. It's, it's been encouraging to see it move up close to that level once again. But I think the pessimist right now in gold would say that if it doesn't break it here, then there's going to be a big move to the downside, right? Because that resistance is very strong and it's just showing that there's not enough strength, not enough momentum. The optimist, which I'm feeling optimistic right now, would say, no, this is, again, it's tested that something like five times in the last six years. Uh, not six years, a couple of years. Um, this is the sixth time, only a few months after the last time. If anything, this is showing that that resistance is ultimately going to give out. It's just a matter of when. And if it's not this time, it could be August, September, you know, second half of 2019, uh, first half of 2020. I don't think it'll take that long, but it's going to happen sooner or later. And that's kind of my perspective right now. That even if it doesn't break through this coming week or something like that, it's it's right on the cusp. And and once it moves, I think it's really going to move because of a rush of both physical and uh, paper demand. And silver is going to follow it and I think ultimately outpace it, as I said before. Now, why is gold having this move to the upside? I think the, bi- the big causes would be uh, the, the ongoing sell-off in the stock market, which has rebounded this week. But overall, the, the big sell-off that kind of began uh, back when, when Trump basically said that the trade deal's stalling out and, and we're going to slap on these tariffs. There's also economic concerns because of the trade war. Again, don't blame the catalyst, though. I, I think there's, there's much more deeper fundamental issues with our economy than the trade war. There's also the Federal Reserve. All of a sudden... Uh... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Analysts and and market traders are, are talking about this imminent Federal Reserve rate cut potentially in their next meeting right and if not then the meeting after right you look at the odds right now the odds of of four rate cuts four a full percentage point by the end of 2019 is like 10 15 percent 20 percent surprisingly high i mean i'll remind you a year ago if you look at what big banks and whatnot were predicting they were predicting rate cuts 
through 2019, through 2020, maybe 2021, right? Like a, like a Goldilocks economy perpetually. Of course, that's not what I was saying. You know, it was around a year ago. It was the summer of 2018 that I started saying, by the end of this year, this quantitative tightening, this interest rate hikes will have taken their toll on the economy and we're going to see a pivot. Now, we didn't see a policy pivot by the end of 2018, but we definitely did in terms of rhetoric from the Federal Reserve. By the end of 2018, early 2019, I forget exactly the time period, uh, you saw Jerome Powell and the Fed come out and say, well, okay, let's 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 talk here. Let's be rational. We're not going to let the stock market fall that way. I mean, we're not going to continue to raise rates. I mean, that's basically what they're saying. We're not going to let the, the stock market fall. And all of a sudden, despite the fact that unemployment is basically at a record level, uh, record lows, uh, that quarter one GDP supposedly was like, what, 3.1%. The stock market, I would say, is still very high in terms of valuations, in terms of where it was a year ago or two years ago. Wall Street, the economy, they're asking for a rate cut. Now, do I think a rate cut is warranted? No, absolutely not. It's not high enough, right? This bubble needs to hurry up and pop if we ever want something meaningful to build on in terms of an economy. Now, that's not going to happen. That's wishful thinking on my behalf. The Fed's going to do what they've always done, and that's ease. They're going to take the easy way out by easing, and they're not going to pop this bubble. They're going to try and keep it going as long as possible, right? They're going to try and replace the natural business cycle with a endless credit cycle. It's going to fail ultimately one way or another, but it's what they're going to try and do. So do I think that they should cut rates? No. Do I think they should hike rates? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do I think our economy can handle higher rates? No, absolutely not. We have a massive bubble right now. Don't even get me started on where this bubble is, but it needs to pop. And our economy right now cannot handle higher rates, a smaller Fed balance sheet, less government spending. Uh, Even what we have going on right now, I think it's inevitable that this economy is going to fall apart pretty quick without a rate cut in the near future. With that being said, though, the really interesting thing about this is that the Fed rate cut, right, even if it's somewhat preemptive in the sense that we're not in a full-blown recession when they start, or at least not officially, it usually actually brings on a recession, right? I think there's this thought out there that if the Fed cuts rates enough three, four times by the end of this year, that we're going to stave off the next recession. However, history would disagree. In fact, if you go back to 2000, uh, it was, let's see here, uh, October or, or September of 2000 that the Fed started to cut rates, maybe November. So the fall time of 2000. Well, it wasn't that longer, that much longer before we were in a recession, actually. March of 2001, I think, was when it started. So a couple months later, a quarter or two later, we were in a recession. Their rate cuts then uh, failed to do. Now, part of that was that the stock market had moved down considerably from where it was, uh, you know, the peak of 2000. But we weren't in a recession yet officially, and yet the Fed rate cuts seemingly brought it on, right? Now, eventually, they got their rates back up. Now, a reminder to put all this in relation, just how crazy low rates are today. 2006, or sorry, 2000, uh, rates were around six and a half percent. Okay. 2006, 2007, at the, the peak of that bubble, rates were uh, north of 5%, right? Now, in the summer 2007, they cut rates, not, not to zero, but they do cut rates. And lo and behold, 
by, uh, let's see here, December of that year, we were in a recession, right? Now, that was kind of interesting because they actually cut rates before the stock market had collapsed significantly. But then as it collapsed, uh, uh, they, they cut rates pretty quick, all the way to zero. Now, going back to where we're at right now, we don't have nearly as much uh, firepower, the Federal Reserve, as we speak. We're talking in a band between 2.25 and 2.5%, right? About a half of where we were in uh, 2007 in terms of, of firepower for the Federal Reserve to cut rates. So even if they do cut them all the way to zero, right, this, it's not going to be enough to stave off this next recession. And again, it's going to be in light of a, a stock market that is at very high levels. It's going to be in light of... Uh, um, unemployment that's very low inflation that's not all that low i mean don't get me started on inflation and, and their inflation targeting but all things considered things are not that bad right now at least that's what the data shows and yet i would argue that our economy cannot handle a tighter monetary policy it's not gonna be able to handle the current monetary policy for much longer and yeah, if, if they want to try and blow this bubble more, they're, they're going to have to cut rates. But history suggests that if you cut rates, you're bringing down a recession on yourself, right? It's kind of counterintuitive, but there's bubbles will pop eventually. Uh, and the Fed has far less firepower this time around. They, they're going to have to resort to things like QE and, and other new fancy tools that they're going to come up with. But they're all going to be done with the goal of, of inflating bubbles. Inflation is going to be the end result. And tying this into silver and gold, uh, it's no surprise that if, if market participants are pricing in Fed cuts by the end of the year, and, and I think the Fed is going to cut, if nothing else, because that's what Wall Street and the economy is begging them to do, then silver and gold are going to behave very well from that, right? What what have I said for a long time that, yeah, there's a ton of catalysts that could send silver and gold up. There's a ton of strong, strong fundamentals. But one of the ones that we almost for sure can count on is the Fed easing monetary policy. It's going to happen eventually. We could see it by the end of the summer. And this summer could actually be a, a, a bit of a uh, fluke for, for precious metals in that we see quite a bit of a move up, especially if the Fed surprises to the dovish side. So if is if that's what we see, if, if the Fed cuts rates at their next meeting or the meeting after, or they're starting to signal that way, uh, that resistance for gold is, is going to get blown through very quickly. 1400 fly through that. Uh, and, and I think silver will follow pretty quickly, uh, actually outpacing gold. Now, as always, love to hear your feedback on this video today. What are your thoughts on where silver and gold are right now, as well as the Fed? Uh, <laughs> Should they cut? Should should they hike rates? Are they good where they're at? Let me know down below in the comment section. Once again, don't forget to check out the giveaway link down below in the description, uh, as well as help support my new channel. Again, what is my new channel? Check it out in that video down below. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart, truly, for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.